This is Bill and Matt, and you're listening to the Simplifying Jesus Podcast, where we're breaking barriers through communication. Welcome to episode eight. We're going to do something a little bit different this week in that we're going to hear some of Bill's story of uh, where he's been and and how he ended up here with Simplifying Jesus, uh, how we came together and really cool story. I'm excited to get into it. There's probably stuff I've never heard before. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to hear all the details and, but it's really, it's a cool story of a contrast of what life can look like when we're in control and when he was in control of his life and, and trying to call the shots and whatnot and versus what it looked like after he gave his life over to God. So Bill, what's uh what's that story look like? Well, <clears throat> Control's a funny word, but uh, you know we'll see how that worked out, huh? <laughs> so I want to start out with that. You know I've mentioned to all of you before that you know I didn't grow up in the church, and that's one of the things that uh, Matt, you, and I have kind of. That's where we got the whole uh, inside looking, outside looking in yeah. perspective. Did I <laughs> that's say it right? right? You're that's the one right. that always says it. <laughs> um, so you know Matt's always looking from the inside. I'm always looking at, looking in from the outside. That's that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast with you because our sp- perspectives are so different. Yeah. Um, why don't I start at the beginning where, you know, I was born in the small town. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I can hear the yawns already. Wake up, Matt. <laughs> Once uh, upon a time. Yes. <laughs> so, but I will start here. Let me start with this. My father was a drunk um, and my mother refused to leave him until she had no choice. Hmm. Um if she hadn't left him, we might not have survived. We, I might not be here today uh, because he was very abusive. You know, tried to kill us several times. Wow. Uh, lots of different things uh, in our lives that were that were not fun. Um, she did finally leave him, and she did the best she could um, with everything that she had. Um, mm. and, and, you know, at the time, she thought she was doing what was best. So... Um, with all of that being said, my childhood wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst imaginable. You know, there are there are kids all over the world that don't have homes or parents or, or anything like that. You know, no. so I, I wasn't there for sure. And I know that my mom always did what she could to make sure that we had a roof over our head and food on our table. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> she had a support group in my uncle and my grandmother, but that was about it. She didn't have very many other people. My stepdad came along later. Um, but, um, you know, she, she didn't have a whole lot of people behind her really helping her and watching out for her. So when, when did your stepdad come in the picture? Was that while you were at home or was that after you were out? No, I was at home. I was probably, how old was I? Golly, uh, 12, 13, something okay. like that. Okay. Um, when he came in, um, I think my, I think my mom finally left my dad when, when I was probably about 11. Something like that. Okay. So, and then a couple of years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they met and, and uh, you know, the rest is history. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, growing up in my life, there were, there were a series of bad decisions, heartaches, tragedies, uh, ailments, uh, close calls in my life that, that I won't go into all the detail of, but mm-hmm. I will say that through it all, I had, I had some pretty good training in mm-hmm. how to, how to handle certain situations. Sure. You know, there's been a lot that's come at me. Um, but I'm still here and I'm here and I'm, and, and things are better than they've ever been. I can yeah. say right now. So most of that was before I moved out of my mom and stepdad's house, hmm. um, all of that stuff. But, um, you know, I caused my own issues, uh, as I got a little older. 
funny how we do that to ourselves. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, we get out on our own and we know everything, right? That's right. Until we know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus. That's no. not what I want to do. Um, but I will say that I don't like getting myself into situations that I don't, I, I don't feel like I can control the outcome. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I need to be in control of my own world, and that explains, I think, why I'm self-employed um, <laughs> and have been for so long. I've never enjoyed working for somebody else. Hmm. I don't like being told what to do necessarily, um, but then I got married. That was weird. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Love you, dear, when she listens to this. Uh, my point is this, though. Um, many scenarios surrounding the bad things in my life were out of my control. Hmm. Um I don't like those situations and I like being in control. So what I want to do here is show you what, um, what being in control in my mind looks like. Yeah. So I think, um, a good starting point is going to be when I was about 24. Hmm. This was a long time ago. I'm aging myself, but, um, I found out my girlfriend was cheating on me and, uh, I decided I needed to leave town. Hmm. Uh, there was a college I had been wanting to attend that I found out was uh, well known for its music program. Okay. And uh, so I, I, uh, I took off. I loaded my truck and uh, took off seven hours away from home to attempt to learn more about the music business. I had already been working in the music business and and uh, for probably five or six years. Not not too long, but I wanted to do it the right way. So I had a. Uh, rather large PA system that I, I pawned to a friend of mine and um, gave me about $2,000 and I took off. Hmm. So keep this in mind uh, through this part of the story. I didn't have a job lined up. Hmm. I hadn't registered for school. I didn't have a place to live. The only thing I had was all of my stuff in the back of my truck, my <laughs> drums, my clothes, um, you know, a few things from home. Uh, did I have my bed? I think I stacked my bed. I mean, this, this truck was stacked. <laughs> Like it was over the cab of the truck, stacked high with straps all over the place. So, so I just want to jump in here. I I'm a big time planner. Like I, I always <laughs> I, I always have a plan for everything. And Bill, I know that you're this way too. I am now. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> that this this is surprising to me that you just took off like that. Yeah, just throw it all in the back of the truck and go. This is a different Bill. It took me a few days to <laughs> to get it all lined up, but once I did, I, I told. Uh, my my parents, my, my mom and my stepdad had moved to New Mexico, so I was actually staying with my grandmother at this okay. point. Still, I'm 24, still living at home, uh, trying to make a living as a musician. Yeah, I just, you know, I told her, I said, I think I want to do this. I think I'm going to go. Been talking about it for years, and and uh, didn't like the idea of going to school. Barely made it through high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a small community college, but the the music program was top notch. Once I hit town, I stopped at the gas station. I grabbed a newspaper when that was still a thing. <laughs> And I started looking at the ads, trying to find a place to live. Um, hmm. And I could only find one place that was within my budget. Mm-hmm. You know, it just said roommate wanted. So I called him, had an appointment with him to meet up that afternoon, drove up to his house with all my stuff in the back of my truck. Uh, we shook hands and I moved in right then. He helped Dang. me move my stuff in. There you go. And I think, uh, you know, in that case, I think I could say, hey, I was in control of that. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I had absolute control of that situation. So <laughs> I made everything line up perfectly, right? Right, um, that's right. So the next day I registered for the school. Still a week before school started. So I began searching for a job. Of course, now remember, I was looking for a music job. I wanted mm-hmm. to be in a band. Right. Um, 
on orientation day, I saw someone come in and put up a sign on the bulletin board and uh, immediately took it down. And, you know, the sign said drummer wanted. And, and um, it was for a local slash regional uh, rock band. Mm. I loved classic rock mm-hmm. and a little bit of the newer stuff at the time, but I hadn't really played it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I called them, auditioned the next day, and uh, got the job. Hey. So I was pretty happy about that. Fast forward, um, I had been playing with them for a while. Things were going good. I was able to survive off of that, plus financial aid that I got mm-hmm. um, in, in the form of student loans. And, uh, you know, I was in control of that too, right? Um, <laughs> but I was surviving. So, unfortunately, things began going downhill from there mm-hmm. um, kind of quickly. Um, so, in playing in this band and, and doing the college thing uh, was all about the party for me. Yeah, I didn't have to study you know, I was playing on the weekends, so there was my practicing. Um, at this time, I wasn't taking any of the algebra or English or, mm. or any of that stuff yet. So it was just all about the music, all about the party. Um, but even then, I wasn't keeping up with, you know, uh, the, my drum instructor would give me certain rhythms to learn. And mm. I didn't learn them, hmm. you know. So even then, I was I was suffering. My my uh, my roommates were were alienated from all the late nights. They weren't musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked day jobs and they were going to school. Um, and I'd be coming in at three or four o'clock in the morning, lugging my drums into my bedroom. You know, uh, yeah, in cases of course, but kind of hard not to bump walls and stuff with those big things. Yeah. Finally, they had enough and kicked me out. Hmm. I got home one day and and um, all my stuff was in the front yard, hmm. uh, literally in the front yard. Uh, wow. so I, I called our, our bass player and, and, uh, he came and helped me right away. And, and, uh, he let me, again, all my stuff's in the back of my, <laughs> back of my truck. And, uh, he let me stay at his house for a couple of days until I could find hmm. somewhere to land. And, and I wound up finding some, a friend from school had a couch and he's like, you can stay here as long as you want to. So I did, I stayed hmm. at his place and, and I think I paid him like a hundred bucks a month in rent to sleep hmm. on his couch, you know? So it worked out. Yeah. You know, I think um, that's another time where I can say I was in complete control, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I was living much closer to the school within just like a mile away as opposed to 30 miles away when oh, I, wow. where I was at the other place. Yeah. And uh, so I was spending more time on campus. I had made, by this time, quite a few friends on campus, and uh, they had introduced me to a building across the street called the BSM, and that, that stands for the Baptist Student Ministries. They did lunch every or a couple days a week over there. I think that's the only time they offered it. it was like on a Tuesday and Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they invited me to join them. And at the time, I don't think I knew what BSM stood for, but but um, they, I went over there and lunch was twenty five cents. So I didn't care, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That'd be hard to pass up. Yeah, I get a big old plate of spaghetti with a salad and and, and a piece of cake for twenty five uh, cents. Shoot. You know, I couldn't beat it. Um, Done. So, what I didn't realize about that was. That after lunch, somebody was going to be preaching to me. Hmm. I had no idea that was going to be happening. And the first time somebody stood up to talk, I'm like, who is this guy? But um, um, I, at the time, was still uh, I was still a heavy smoker. So in my mind, that trumped everything. You know what? I'm done with lunch. It's time to go smoke a cigarette. Hmm. Um, and I would uh, just sneak out the door. I mean, you weren't required to stay, but still, I, I, I did feel kind of awkward getting up and just leaving. Mm-hmm. But I was able to sneak out. So I, I figured at the time, you know, I was 24 and 
on my own and mm-hmm. I can do what I want. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you can put up with a little awkward when you can get lunch and dessert for a quarter. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so over time I went over there uh, to the BSM for lunch with my friends more and more. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, I stayed for the preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually they won me over and I stayed for the preaching. And, and I thought, well, this isn't bad. They've got some interesting stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Well, those same friends that I was going over there with, it turns out that they had been going to church for quite a while. Hmm. And uh, some of the instructors from the school, I found out, were even on the praise team hmm. uh, for the church that, that they had gone to. So there was a group of people that went to that church every Sunday morning, and they invited me. So I went to go check it out. But I went once, maybe twice, and I thought, eh, I, don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't care for it all that much. So... My thought, I think, was really just again outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know anybody there except for the friends from school. I saw them every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the songs that were being sung. I mean, and they were music instructors from a college, so you can imagine the music was amazing. I bet it was. Um, but it just, it, it still, I didn't know the songs. It just wasn't for me. So, yeah. so now I'm about two semesters into college. Things are going pretty good up until now, but. This is kind of where it all started falling apart. Um, you know, I said earlier things had started going downhill. Um, that was kind of just the start of everything with with the party life for me. That's mm. all it was about. Yeah. Now the consequences started coming around. Mm. Everything that that I'm about to say kind of all seemed to ha- happen almost simultaneously. Hmm. Um, so I was getting frustrated with the direction of the band, not realizing I was part of the problem. I wanted growth out of it. I wanted to do bigger shows, better mm. shows. I, I just wanted more out of it. I was getting very uh, egotistical. Mm. Uh, you know, we were playing for some pretty large crowds and some different venues all across the state. So I, I just wanted more and more, and it wasn't happening the way mm. I thought I wanted. So instead of talking with the band about it like a you know an adult should, I just started pulling away. I showed up late to rehearsals. I just got to a point where I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I was drinking more during shows. Um, I started getting high with the lead singer. And my playing and attitude just suffered across mm-hmm. uh, across the board. So this really all came to a head for me when, when I was trying to break up a fight. Um, the lead singer's little brother was getting into. And uh, he turned on me and knocked me up. Hmm. And uh, that's kind of where I was done. It was about uh, a month later that the band called me in and tried to talk to me but ultimately the meeting was we're gonna go with somebody else hmm. they let me know i was being replaced immediately and uh, we were friends so they were trying to let me down easy but hmm. you know uh, i argued and they're like dude you just you showed up late for this meeting you know <laughs> <laughs> um you know and it just didn't work out so yeah. i was i was let go of that band and so where where this stuff kind of starts happening it, simultaneously you know so that's the 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 bad side of things right there um within that time frame Mm -hmm. within that month of things at about the time that started i'm gonna back up a minute so keep up (laughs) um about the time that started i was approached by one of my instructors in the school who needed a drummer for their christian ensemble Hmm. and she i think probably knew i wasn't a christian because i've I, i had become friends with her son who was also in the school hmm. and, and uh, we hung out a little bit. So I think she knew, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian or anything like that, but she needed a drummer. And uh, there were a few of us in the school that were, here's my ego again, but that were pretty decent. Yeah. You know, there yeah. were some not so decent ones. I I, I want to say I was one of the decent ones. Hmm. I believe it. 
And uh, so she told me, you know, she said, I need a drummer. This school had everything from punk to country to Western swing to rock and apparently Christian music. I didn't Mm. even know that. So I was in the country and rock side. And and when she approached me that she needed a drummer, I was very hesitant. I was like, I don't, I don't have time. Mm. I don't have the money. I can't afford another class. She said, I need a drummer. I want you in there. I'll pay for it. Mm. So I took her up on it and um, was very uncomfortable the whole time. Now, when we put these together, I'm getting drunk on stage. I'm getting high with the lead singer. I'm partying all the time. But I'm also in a Christian ensemble <laughs> in the college hmm. with a group of people who I wouldn't have normally probably hung out with. Sure. Um, I didn't know them. It was it was just kind of a culture shock for me. But, uh, you know, I was still in control of my own life. So <laughs> uh, everything was coming up roses, right? Right, so, right. We had a class um, or rehearsal twice a week, and uh, while I was with that group, I only played one show outside of the school, Hmm. and that was at the BSM where I took advantage of the free lunches. Um, Keep in mind, sometimes I think it only gets worse before it gets better. Yeah, I've experienced that. (laughs) Yeah. After getting fired from the rock band, y'all stay with me. I know this is a long story, but I have a point, I promise. Um, So after getting fired from the rock band, I needed another job. Uh, The only thing I wanted to do at the time was play music. So options were a little limited, but I started making calls to every record label in Texas I can think of, to every artist I can think of, to Mm -hmm. every manager I can think of. Um, And I I looked some up online and, and, um, you know, I finally got a call back from Mm -hmm. a guy that was in Central Texas, um, back where it all started. That's where I'm from, South Central Texas. So... Mm -hmm. We're talking seven hours away. That would mean I would have to leave school, and that would mean I'd have to leave everything, you know, from that area that I was mm-hmm. in. So, yeah. so I took the job. <laughs> um, Get out of town. Yeah, at that point, that's what I was going to school for anyway. This mm-hmm. guy was was well known. Thought, well, if I can get this job, why not? This is what I'm going to school for anyway. Mm-hmm. So I quit school, and ended up back in Central Texas for a show. Uh, no rehearsal. He just sent me his CDs, and um, I I worked on the music. He told me what songs he wanted to play, and I and I worked on them. Hmm. Um, I showed up. I played the show. It went well, or so I thought. So we played a few more shows. It was going well. He says, "Man, you got the job. Go get your stuff." And, and in fact, he helped me get a house um, in the hmm. area. Wow. Um, his landlord had a house that was available, so I I moved into that house and. Uh, drove back up to where I was going to college and, and uh, packed up the truck just like before, <laughs> uh, just like when I when I ended up up there. When I got everything packed up, I was going to have lunch with my roommate one last time before I left town, and I got a phone call. He says, "Hey, this was this was the the, the musician the the uh, artist that I was going to go play for." He says, "Hey." Um, it's not going to work out. We found somebody else. It's like, man, what are you talking about? It's, you know, we need to rehearse. We need to, um, I just, I just got moved into the house that you helped me get. I, mm-hmm. uh, my stuff's already packed up. What are you talking about? I argued and argued. And he's like, man, it's just not going to work. We, we found somebody that does the job better. So, right. so he, see, so see, so do some shows with him. Everything goes well, well enough that he says, all right, I'm going to help you out here. Go mm-hmm. get go get your stuff and come back, and then he's like, "Ah, no, just kidding." Yeah, pretty much. Wow, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, and a Christian, by the way. Oh man. Um, 
<laughs> that 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 doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. No, because especially the, you know at this point, just as a reminder for everybody, you weren't in church at all. No, like you, no. you didn't have so so. This is still pre pre Jesus Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I bet that left a bad taste in your mouth for Christians in general. It really did, and um, you know I don't want to say that that what he did was absolutely you know wrong and unheard of. Um, that was unfortunately just the music business. Sure, you find somebody better. You're not married to the to you guys. I've heard of bands fire who've had their band for, for you know, ten years, and then they want a younger, fresher sound, so they fire the whole band and get a new one. Wow. So, um, that is huh. the music business, unfortunately. Whew. You know, now I've got a house waiting for me. Um, no job. All my stuff's packed. I'm near where my family's at. Mm. So. I've already unenrolled from school. Right. It's going to take a whole bunch of work to try to get back in mm-hmm. if I wanted to. And, I, and at that point, I was done anyway. Right. Um, so I moved back seven hours, mm-hmm. moved into the new house, uh, which was an old, old, old farmhouse that needed a lot of work. Hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm in control of my own life. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna make it work from here. So... I hit the pavement again, looking for work in the music industry, and uh, this time I was right back where it all started. And uh, you know, I, I I had a place to live, but no, not no girlfriend, no job. Uh, you know, I, I was gonna have a hard time taking care of myself because I didn't have anybody do it for me. Um, but thankfully, like I said, family was close, and I could go to work back in the construction business if I if I wanted to with my uncle. But I didn't want to. I was able to live at that house for a couple of years, and. Um, during that time, I found a new band to work with. Hmm. Um, they were being, beginning to make a name for themselves in the area and, and, of course, you know, needed a drummer. So I took that position and, and toured regionally with them. And, and uh, uh, we were doing some radio tours and college parties hmm. and, and clubs and, and uh, uh, even a few festivals and stuff like that here huh. and there. So, you know, we were having a good time. Yeah. Well, this is where things kind of kind of started changing but like i said earlier it gets worse before it gets better um so a a group of girls came into this club where we were we performed once a week Mm -hmm. Uh, we weren't performing that night but but these girls had come in and and one of them kind of started flirting with me a little bit um and i was flirting back and and uh i was single so it was okay um Mm -hmm. but um by the end of the night we were both both pretty smashed and i do remember inviting her out to the to our next show which was coming up in a, in a couple of days. Uh, incidentally, it was on th- Thanksgiving night. Hmm. I was surprised she actually showed up. We went out for a little bit after that. Um, she came to all of our shows, and then a uh, you know that familiar scene that we've heard so far a couple times came along. Got a phone call. Hey, Bill, it's not going to work out. We decided to go with somebody else. <laughs> Good grief! <sighs> Fired again. <laughs> And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize until retelling the story on this podcast, how many times I've been fired in the music business. Um, I must've sucked. (laughs) It's ruthless. It's a ruthless world. It really was. But you know what? I was in control. (laughs) And that's all that mattered at that time. That's all that mattered. So now I've, I'm, I'm talking with a booking agent friend who, who knew bands across the country Hmm. and I'm talking to her about needing some work and, and she knew of a band. And they toured the country. And I was excited about that. I had never been to a lot of states. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to try that. So the first show would be in Wyoming. Hmm. This is a little more than seven hours away this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I had never been any further north than than Colorado at the time. Hmm. And uh, I think it was that following weekend. I was working at a bar, part-time, bartending. And I had invited all my friends to my own going-away party that I, I hosted. And I was bartending hmm. and I was making everybody drinks and we were having a good time. And, and the girl that I had been seeing for a little bit, she came and she was sad that I was leaving. But I, I joked, you know, I, I still got a lot of leaving left to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that song, if y'all have heard it by the way, but <laughs> she really does. She does. Uh, but, uh, honestly during that time with her, I really wasn't that interested anyway. It mm. was just kind of a fling. I thought it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything long term. So I was keeping in control of my own life and I was going to go play the drums across the country and, mm-hmm. and, uh, be a rock star or country star in this case. But yeah, but you know what I did? I loaded up my truck, <laughs> same truck, <laughs> with about a week's worth of clothes, maybe a little more, mm-hmm. and uh, threw my drums in the back and started driving north to Casper, Wyoming. Huh. Uh, you know, I was excited. It was uh, it was going to be a lot of fun. I I was excited about going up there. Oh, by the way, it was in January. Oh, gosh. That's not the best time to be in Wyomingville. <laughs> no, no. In <laughs> fact, I remember driving through a literal whiteout as I got north of Col- or northern Colorado. Oh, and, I'd never been in that situation. I had to put cardboard in front of my radiator to keep the truck warm, to keep the heater going. It was ridiculous. Good grief. So I had thought that that was going to be a bad sign. I remember thinking that. And then I got there and it was worse than I thought it was going to be. The band was horrible. Again, my ego kicking in. But, you know, I try not to be egotistical, but I even look back now and I think, God, those guys were horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they're just bad. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah. So I, I had hoped things would get better. Um, and our next stop happened to be Central Texas. <laughs> so coming back home. Yeah. You'd think I would have just been smart and waited for him to come down this way <laughs> before I uh, be- before I made that trip. So. I'm driving back to Central Texas, and I'm driving through Colorado, and my truck breaks down in a blizzard in Denver, Colorado. I couldn't (laughs) afford to fix it. The transfer case went out. Um, It was a four-wheel drive, and and it was was done for. Mm. Uh, It cost me about $1,500 worth of work to fix it. I had about $500 in my pocket. Mm. So I wound up selling it to the guy for $500 and renting a car and driving home. I I didn't have much of a choice at that time. Yeah. Um, but I'm still in control, (laughs) still got control of everything. So my next question was, how am I going to, uh, get around for a week while I was back in town? Mm. Um, and then I thought, well, I know a girl that is head over heels for me (laughs) and I bet she would drive me around. So I called her and she took off work for a week, (laughs) took her vacation time to come drive me around. That's impressive. That is impressive. She drove me around. She took me to see family and friends, and, and we hung out and got to visit quite a bit. And, and uh, you know, I started actually realizing, hey, I, I, I think I really like this girl. Hmm. And so it was the day after the, our last show there, and we were supposed to leave. Hmm. And I got a phone call. Hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't no. think it's going to work out. Oh, no. How many are we up to now? Like four? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and those are just the ones that made it in the podcast. Yes, those are just the ones I'm talking about. I think there's been a few more. But this time I wasn't very disappointed. Um, mm. I wasn't disappointed. And 
uh, I was actually happy about that because I was I was really falling for this girl and hmm. I was happy to be staying. And I didn't like the band, uh, but I needed the work. <laughs> right. I was able to move back into the house um, before I left, or the house I was in before I initially left to Wyoming. Hmm. Um, actually, I still had stuff there. Uh, I had a roommate. So uh, I was able to say, hey, I might be back. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I'm going to leave some stuff here. If not, the place is yours and I'll come get my stuff. Yeah. After they fired me, I decided that uh, after, I don't know, probably a month or so later, um, I had asked that girl to move in with me. Hmm. Um, so we lived together for, it was a good six months probably. Now I'm in another band and I have been for, for that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a friend from college who actually moved down uh, from there to Central Texas and and, and uh, he wanted some help putting together a band so I helped him and, and things were going well and hmm. um, we were up for music awards and we were touring quite a bit regionally wow. and uh, we even had a top 10 Texas radio hit. Um, huh. And, you know, everything was going perfectly i mean how much more in control can you get right <laughs> right uh, so it was it was about six months later when we were doing a show uh on the road in a, in a really cool place and and uh the marfa lights if you've never heard of them go check them out there's my my uh my free commercial for somebody um <laughs> but we were there in marfa texas down at, down in big bend and uh i asked uh, i asked the girl to marry me and and mm. uh she said yes and that's kind of been the start of where things took a turn for me. Things yeah. got a little better. Well, you know, it's it's crazy. You you talk about being in control and all along the way and things kind of fall apart, but it kind of kind of sounds like um at that point that things that were out of your control may have started working in a direction. I mean, this guy that you just happened to meet at college moved down and needed a drummer and I mean, that that's kind of cool that, you know, maybe it was a little bit out of your control at this oh, point well, when here, things started going well. Yeah, and here's a fun part about that. Um so I was playing with a with a band from the area, and uh, he was living he was living in North Austin. He wanted me to go to his house to to meet up with him. It was mm. an apartment in North Austin. How I found out that that friend moved from college to here, mm-hmm. he lived in the same apartment complex, and I saw his truck. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah, I had no yeah. idea that he he was even in town. Huh. And when I went to go see this band, I I, I ran into him, huh. or I saw his truck. And and I recognized it because he had his own his own uh, sticker from his CD on the back oh, window. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely him. Yeah. So <laughs> what a coincidence! I had his number, so I texted him. I'm like, dude, do you live here? <laughs> and and so yeah, we wound up talking, and and I wound up playing in both bands for a while hmm. until the first one, my friend from college, and his took off, hmm. and I didn't have time for the other one as much. So hmm. so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just crazy how it all just mm-hmm. kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. Through that, even with the friend from college and his band, I'm now engaged, and I let the partying get a hold of me again. Hmm. Um, I let the drinking get a hold of me. When you're a musician and you're starting to kind of make a name for yourself as a band or as a as an artist, mm-hmm. the clubs take care of you really well. Hmm. Um, I've I've had nights where there's been bottles of Jack in the green room. I've had nights hmm. where there's been a uh, 25 gallon trash can full of beer iced down the fans uh, are buying shots and sending them to the stage constantly mm-hmm. um, you know things like that happen and no excuses here but it, you know it can be easy for things to get out of control sure. if you're not careful um, I have 
played shows where I don't remember being on stage hmm. while I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I get off stage, I look back and went, oh, wait, did we play? Oh, cool. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I've I've let it get rough in my time. And, and it was during that time we were doing a, a show with uh, uh, some radio friends hmm. in a town and uh, uh, actually staying at a radio at a DJ's house and there was a party afterwards and, and I let things get out of control uh, hmm. in, in the worst possible way. I'm engaged and, and there's girls there. I'll let you connect the dots. Now, you know, uh, it didn't get too too serious but serious enough you know right. where where i was uh, extremely afraid i was going to lose my my fiance um hmm. and she wasn't there um but uh you know i had to tell her i couldn't you know i had to tell her things went on yeah know? so it took a few days after getting back and she knew something was bothering me yeah. but but i had to i had to tell her and I, I mean i told her i said i'm afraid you're not gonna you're not gonna marry me anymore hmm. and um to my extreme surprise, she forgave me. Hmm. She was extremely hurt, of course. Yeah. But um, we talked it out. We talked for a long, long time. I'm talking weeks, months. We talked mm. and talked. And eventually she forgave me. And mm. I had uh, I had promised her I wouldn't, wasn't going to drink anymore on stage. And, and uh, I wasn't going to drink anymore if she wasn't with me. Yeah. Um, cause I wasn't going to let it get out of hand. Yeah. She and I both enjoyed having a drink. So it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't that, you know, I'm going completely sober type of conversation. Right. It was, if you're not with me, I'm not going to drink. Yeah. Now fast forward a few years and, um, it didn't get a whole lot better, unfortunately. And I wasn't very good at keeping promises apparently. Um, but I did end up quitting the music business altogether. Hmm. Um, because I knew that if I was going to keep myself from that type of temptation and not be able to keep those promises that I made, um, I needed to keep myself away from the bars, from the yeah. alcohol, from the women, from, from just that entire scene. Yeah. Um, so we had been going to church at this time for a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, when I started with this band, we, um, this was about the same time that my wife had been going to a mops group, which is moms of preschoolers. And it was, uh, it was a way for her to, to be in church. It was a way to, for her, it was a way for her to get free daycare. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a way for her to be with other moms, hmm. um, in a church setting. Now I think I've mentioned it before, but my wife grew up in church, so yeah. she was familiar with all of that. She had been out of it for a long time and done her own rebellion. So together, you know, we weren't in a good place, but at the same time, we both felt like we still had control of our own lives. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she had actually, uh, one day come to me and said she wanted to start going to church as a family. Hmm. Um, our daughter was very young and I said, you know what, show me in the Bible where it says I have to go to church hmm. that we're supposed to go to church. So she did. And she gave me a list, a list of verses from the Bible that says we need to go to church. Um, that's something that is good for us to do. And, so I said, okay, we'll go to church. And uh, it took us a while to find one, but we finally did. And we we went. Hmm. Now, by this time, a few years had passed. So we had moved out of the old farmhouse and into a nicer rental. Um, 
So a few years had passed. We've moved out of the farmhouse. We've moved into a new, uh, another rental house and then moved out of it into our first home that we've purchased together. Hmm. Uh, our daughter is, is uh, now four or five. Our son is, hmm. has just been born. And I was able to get my music fixed from church, from hmm. running sound and, and uh, helping wherever else I could. We had really built a community around around our church family. Mm. Um, even though we were a little bit further away from it, we continued to stay. And, and we were in that church for four or five years, I guess. And it had been really nice. But uh, some things had gone on with some building in the area and some rezoning and things like that. And it was time to get out of there. So we decided to look for another house. And again, things are taking a turn for the better here, right? Yeah. We've, we've I've come out of this whole uh, drugs and alcohol uh, and, and whatever else, you know, uh, part of my life that, that, uh, was no good for me. And, and now we're looking at buying our own house and moving into our second house. Hmm. And, uh, you know, now from the time I was 24, now we're talking up to four years ago, you know, hmm. three years ago, actually, yeah. um, we're really close to today and things are, are a lot better, um, since we kind of made that turn from the party life mm-hmm. to, going to church and trying to make sure we're doing the right things. Yeah. So we decided it was time to move to a better area and, and we looked for a home in the hill country. And ironically, it's back where it all started, back hmm. where I was living when I met my wife. Hmm. We found a house in the area and um, we moved in and it was time for me, for us to find a new church um, because the other one was now an hour away and we weren't doing that every week. Yeah, uh, we we were in church, you know, a lot of times when the doors were open. So so it was just it was too far to drive regularly. So yeah. I found a new church. Uh, well, actually, a new church found me. We had visited a few, didn't care for them, including the one we're in now hmm. um, at the time for whatever reason. But a church had heard about me through a friend and was looking for a part time sound engineer to be on staff. Hmm. And. I interviewed and, and, and got the job, and I thought, well, if I'm going to church, I might as well get paid for it, right? <laughs> it's the perfect attitude to have. Uh, I said, no, of course that's not the right attitude. But I took the job, and we realized, we were there for about six months, and we realized that just wasn't the church for us. Hmm. So my wife, Emily, she left the church with, with our kids and, and went off to find another one and, and tried out the one we're in now. Um, the one we had, we had tried it before, didn't care for it, but she went again and gave it another shot. And that's where she met you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awana Wednesdays. Awana Wednesdays. Yes. That's where she met Matt. And, uh, I hadn't been there yet. I hadn't met anybody yet. Um, but Matt found out I was a sound engineer Mm -hmm. and his ears perked up. (laughs) I needed some help. (laughs) So I was scheduled to leave the church. I had given my notice, and I still had a couple of weeks to finish out there. So, hey, I didn't get fired, though. Hey. Quit this one. First time for everything, First time right? for everything. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I have quit other bands, unfortunately, and I have not been fired from every band. <laughs> but um, it didn't happen that way until after I started seeking Christ. Hmm. I was fired from all of those bands before my church days. Huh. That's I and I just I just thought of that. So interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. That's a perfect word for it. So yeah, so we're here now. And that's uh, the, you know, that's kind of my life story there from from my college days up till now. Mm-hmm. And I tell you all of that to say 
we we have found our church home. It is ten minutes away from our hmm. home. Yeah, we have plugged into a core group of friends and people that we truly love and care about, and and that I know, you know, truly loves and cares about us. Matt invited me to a morning men's Bible study. I started going to that, and that's where this Simplifying Jesus podcast was born. Mm. I wanted Matt to give me that extra perspective of having grown up in the church, mm-hmm. and now you know my story of knots and mm-hmm. all the crap I went through. Um, mm-hmm. Some Most self-inflicted, some not so much, but we both ended up in the same spot. Yeah. And yeah. it was... It was taking care of my house. It was getting right with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this isn't health, wealth, and, and prosperity. No. Preaching, we're not saying that. Everybody's mm-hmm. story is different. And God does everything in his own way, in his own time, for right. every different person. That's right. Um, but I'm also going to use a verse that I know Matt's going to use, um, and, and that's that Romans 8.28 that says, God does everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose Mm -hmm. Um, because it's absolutely true. And I know that God has a plan for each of us. And even through all the hard stuff that we go through, there is something good in it. And we've just got to look back. I can look back now. You know, I said in the beginning, I, I thought I was in control of my own life. Yeah. But I look back and, and, if you'll notice, this is the longest podcast we will have ever done, um, and I apologize for that. And I hope it's interesting enough to keep you keep you listening. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff I've talked about is all the nonsense I went through. Hmm. the The shortest part of this podcast is the good stuff. Yeah. Because I didn't struggle through it. I didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. It was all given to me. Um, my business, our church our friends, our family. I did nothing to earn that. And I think you, you said you didn't struggle through it. I think another way to, to put it in and kind of say it another way is you were fighting so hard to be in control mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way through. And then it was like a switch flipped when, when Emily came on the scene, you guys started going to church and now it's like, okay, I'm not in control now. Granted, you you and I know each other pretty well. I know you still you 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 own the business. You you still have control. You know control needs. We'll say sure. Uh, oh no, I'm a control freak. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to deny that. But <laughs> but the having control of your life is not you're you don't have a death grip trying to control every little piece of of how things are going in your life. Right. You trust God with a lot of that. Uh, I try to live day by day. Yeah. I try to just mm-hmm. focus on the here and now. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, we make plans. We make mm-hmm. vacation yeah. plans. We make work plans. But if something shifts that, sure, it's going to frustrate me. Mm-hmm. But I have to remember God's got this. Right. And I, w- I would challenge that when your life took a turn for the better was when that switch happened. Mm-hmm. Is when you started letting go. And even with the gaff after you... Uh, got engaged with Emily, like, yeah, you tried to take control and then no way to hold on. I'm, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it, you, you can see it all throughout. And I think that's really cool to, to see. Um, I've definitely experienced that in my life as well. Of yeah. When, when I try to control things, it doesn't go right. It, it never works out the way I want it to. Right. And, and I've, I've never been more at peace 
than I am today by letting go and letting God. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's really that simple. That's awesome. Well, um, I just want to encourage you guys, you know, something that we try to do in every podcast is a little invitation and just kind of tell you, you know, ultimately why we're doing this. And, and it's, it's about this Jesus guy that we keep talking about. And, um, you know, you've heard Bill's story. Uh, it, it was all over the place. Um, there's some things that, uh, that he talked about that he's like, yeah, that's where I come from. And it is what it is. It doesn't matter where you came from. What matters is where you're headed. And, right. um, just want to make sure that, that we put that out there, that it's your, your ticket to heaven is as simple as it was for me growing up in the church, uh, as simple as it was for Bill, um, and coming from the rough background and uh, it's as simple as this. We, we just call it the ABCs. Admit that you're a sinner, that you're not perfect. Um, believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he's the son of God. And then commit your life to him. Confess your faith in him and say, look, I can't earn my own way to heaven, but I know you can. You came and you died for me so, so that I can do that. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter where you are right now. You can take hold of where you're headed. You can flip that switch too. That's right. And, uh, and we want to make sure everybody knows that you have that opportunity. So... Um, Bill, man, I'm so glad you shared your story today. Uh, it's fascinating. A lot of stuff I hadn't heard, hadn't heard before. So I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I just didn't know so many bands you'd been fired from. (laughs) I know. Stupid. (laughs) Um, and I know you don't suck on drums because you, you're, you're great on Sunday morning. So, um, Appreciate everybody jumping in. Uh, if you would, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash simplifyjesus or our website, simplifyjesus.com. Uh, like us on there, share the page, share our posts, uh, check us out. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up in the future, uh, projects and whatnot, so keep an eye out for it. And we'll see you again next week.